Good morning. Demons. Demons. They're here again in our gospel reading today. Um, we heard about the man possessed by a demon last week being healed. Today we hear sort of in passing that Jesus casts away these demons. I want to talk a little bit about that word today and another word. The two words are religion, demons. Religion, demons. The word religion, it's suggested, has a root in perhaps its original um, language of putting, you know, the way words develop and are put together. Um, St. Augustine was someone who, who came up with this kind of sense of meaning. Others have taken on as well. That religion comes from the word religio, or religio, depending upon how you pronounce Latin. There's different ways of doing that, but that's an aside. Religio, meaning to reconnect, to become part of the whole, to become part of something larger, um, and connecting, reconnecting. Um, and reconnecting to the world around us and those around us, uh, and reconnecting in our inner life, in ourselves. Religion, religio putting together, uh, giving meaning, uh, I think is one of those ideas that what religion does for us, what our faith traditions do for us, is we, we, we search for meaning. You've heard me mention this many times. St. Augustine, who offers that understanding of religion, also has that famous quote, restless is my heart until it rests in you, O Lord. That restlessness that we're born into. And that restlessness is that search for meaning in our lives. We all search for that meaning. And the wondrous image of when we find that meaning, we rest in it. It, it means something to us. Um, so religion is, is through, its, through its life, through its rituals, through its traditions, through its ways of being, through its sacred writings and stories. It, it gives us a sense of meaning as we follow along and connects us to something bigger than ourselves and, and helps us to understand who we are and who we are in this world and what this world means. Religion, just a brief kind of, get that kind of scope of what religion is meant to become. You know, we, we live our religious tradition in, in the traditions and customs that we have as Episcopalians. You know, we, we gather, we have our liturgy, we have our rituals, we have our sacraments, we have our stories, our sacred writings uh, that remind us who we are and who those who went before us are. We, we find our identity and our meaning in, in that. So we, we do that, and we do it every Sunday we gather together, but other times as well. Um, and we take this home with us, and the way we live our, our lives at home, depending on this, this way of being connected. <coughs> demons. What are demons? Now, we can read the scriptures and see about Jesus casting out demons, and the man was possessed by a demon. And we can look back at the, that, that literature written over 2,000 years ago and say to ourselves, oh, thank God we've begun past that stuff. You know, those ancient people didn't understand the world, really, um, and, and projected things on. And we, we can sort of separate ourselves from that. 
But my suggestion is not so quickly. Um, we can perhaps, uh, word demon may be a word we don't use that much to describe our situation. Um, I'll, you know, you may, you may hear someone say about a little, a little child, that little Jimmy, he's such a demon, you know, it's, it's something, he's like a troublemaker. Uh, uh, but we don't use it on a, on a deep level, I don't think. At least I don't tend to. But what I would suggest is that these writings, these sacred writings that give us a sense of meaning and connectedness to the whole, what is that word trying to convey in that time, in that setting, in that world? Because I would suggest that what's going on in those stories about demons is not gone. It's still in our world. We may not use that word, but, or we might. Um, we, 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 sometimes words resurface because it captures something that we're experiencing. There was a, um, a book written in the 1920s uh, by a theologian whose name I don't know, <laughs> who um, suggests that the demonic is about meaninglessness. That the demonic is not so much searching for meaning, but is disruptive. It searches for disorder. It searches for chaos. It searches for divisiveness. It searches for dividing people from people. The demonic wants nothing to do with meaning, but a world of chaos and meaninglessness. And that what we see in ancient times are, are folks who are possessed by that meaninglessness, possessed by that. Um, I always, I like to sometimes use the word that sometimes, not always, but sometimes our obsession can begin to possess us. And, and, and it begins to shape everything that, that we do. And so in scripture, somehow I was drawn to that, that explanation or understanding of the demonic when, when the demons in the scriptures, the person possessed by demons encounters Jesus, who is meaning itself. When meaninglessness encounters meaning, there's this pushback. There's this wanting to go away. And Jesus comes into people's lives. And I wonder sometimes if the casting out of the demons, casting out of the meaninglessness, is inviting someone into meaning. You'll notice in the scriptures, you know, we, we think of, the, of, of, of demons and the demonic and Satan and evil and... It, but in, with Jesus, it's sort of in passing, even in the gospel today. Oh, when he, oh by the way, you know, he healed Peter's mother-in-law, and then he went outside. And he, oh, and he um, healed some people from demons, cast out some demons. Like, you know, he was, he was doing this all the time. I think Jesus provides us meaning, a sense of gathered, a sense of the whole, a sense of belonging, um, and it's a journey we walk together. Um, but I would suggest that this is very much the demonic in our world today. The division, the chaos, the disorder, the hatred, the separation from one another and from groups in the world today. It's there. We may not describe it as the demonic, but I wonder if that's what scripture is capturing and as we enter into 
not enter into, as we live in our world, surrounded by those kinds of things, by, by meaninglessness. We, we who are followers of Christ, um, we have something to bring to this world. We have something to offer. The sense of, of loving one another, caring for those with whom we meet and encounter. And, and I think what Jesus' role was, he would just overwhelm people with love and care and meaning. And their lives could be open to that. And perhaps that's part of our role in the world we are in today, um, to be bearers of that gift of meaning, that gift of sharing who we are as we go forth. And we do it one to another. You know, St. Paul in that second reading has a phrase that I, I just, I, I always get frustrated when I hear it. Paul says, I must be all things to all people. I mean, man, that is, a, that is a high bar. You know, my life would mean something if I meant one thing to one person. You know, I feel like I've done well. Um, but as we live our lives, as we encounter e each other, you know, in, 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 in what we are to, to care, to bring that sense of faith of who, who, that in which we have found meaning in our lives. Let us, let us bring, bring that forth into our world. Um, we choose to belong, to be part of something bigger, something larger. Meaning, connectedness, care, and love. Let us bring that to a world that sometimes can feel like the demonic. A world of disorder and chaos. And some people applauding that. Um, we need to stand for something different and bring that to our world. And I am blessed to be part of this community that supports us as we try to live this out. Because we struggle day to day. But let us go forth in this place, walking in the path of Jesus, a healer who calls us to be whole and be connected and make a difference.